0: This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. My ankles hurt. Because <laughs> you river dance for four hours, you jackass. Ah. I'm not a river dance. Yes, you do. <laughs> oh, you totally do, sir. Hey, why is there a baby standing there? Just
1: keep driving. Don't try no, no. to. No, no. There was a baby standing there and, like, naked. Yeah, I saw a naked baby Should, more we, than one time. Do we
0: need to do something? No, I man. That's a trap. What are do you doing? <laughs> What are you doing here, sir? Shoving his hand up his fit up his ass. <laughs> Wait a minute. You want to shove Dennis Leary's hand up his up own his ass? own ass? I'm gonna fist him with his own goddamn hand, little son of a bitch.
1: Sorry about my shit intro.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin, A.K.A. K.B. Paperstacks, A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar, A.K.A. Danger Zone, A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller, and A.K.A. MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that.
1: So in about a week or so, my son, Chris, is going to turn 20 years old. That means when I met my wife, Nikki, almost 18 years ago, Chris was about to turn three. I've watched him go from Scooby-Doo sheets on the bed to Power Ranger action figures in the toy box to controllers for video games strewn all over the living room to dating girls, driving his own car, looking at moving out. And now he's creating his own career path and forging his own path in life. But no matter how grown up he is, there's one thing that he's had to deal with since he was a little kid. He is deaf when he sleeps. From the time he's been a small child, there could have been a bomb detonated in the living room of our house, but Christopher would still wake up three hours later rubbing his eyes and saying, Did anybody make breakfast? While he's stepping over the remains of our couch and shit like that. To say he's a heavy sleeper would be like saying Michael Jordan was a good basketball player. He is the world champion at having no idea what the fuck is going on in the rest of the world while he sleeps. We tried everything, too. We got him an alarm for his room. We put it right next to his bed. We put it across the room. We bought super loud alarms, but nothing. Every morning we would hear the telltale sign of the beep, beep, beep from his alarm clock, and either me or Nikki would have to be in there shaking him to wake him up. And as I walked by Christopher's room the other morning, and he's laying there completely oblivious that his clock was now going off for what was probably the third or fourth time since he snoozed it, I thought back to the first time I heard the sound of an alarm clock in my room. See, I have friends and co-workers that are just now becoming parents. Or their kids are 5 or 6 or 10 or 12. But the point is, their kids are a lot younger than mine. And I'll hear them talk about how, oh, I get up early and I cook my kids breakfast. I pack their lunch for them. I make sure they get off to the bus. And when I hear these things, I kind of grip my teeth a little bit. See, it's not that I'm jealous of their kids, but I'm more upset the kids these days have it so fucking easy. When I grew up, my dad worked the swing shift where he would go in at around 12 in the the afternoon and then get off at 9 at night. And my mom worked the opening shift at her job, so dad would be there to help me get off the bus. But in the middle of my kindergarten year, my dad's schedule changed and mom and dad came up with a master plan. They both walk in and they tell me that because dad's schedule has changed to the overnight shift, he's not going to be here when I'm getting up for the morning. And mom's shift's not changing either. She's still going to have to go in super early. So immediately I'm like, so we're just going to leave me here sleeping with no way to get up? I'll miss the bus. It'll be anarchy. I'll probably resort to a life of crime. And as I'm waking out in my five-year-old little stupid head, mom and dad tell me about their plan. To substitute for the fact that there won't be a parent here when it's time to wake up for school, they hand me this little brown alarm clock. Now, this isn't a brand new alarm clock they went and bought to you know, celebrate this occasion. I was really young, which went my parents were really young. So this was a crappy alarm clock. The, it looked like somebody had spilled a Coke on top of it. The buttons were all sticky. There was stuff stuck on the top of it. It was obvious that mom and dad had gotten a new alarm clock in their room and had put this one away when they got one. And we're like, oh, yeah, we got that old alarm clock. We can get him. And they hand it to me. And on the side of it's a dial that you can tune the radio in. And I immediately start messing with the dial, thinking, oh, wow, I'm going to have a radio in my room. My dad looks at me and says, you ain't going to want to use the alarm to be the radio, boy. You're going to want it to be the alarm sound. And with that, he reached down and set my clock for 6 a.m. so I could be at the bus by 7. He showed me how to do it one time, and as he walked out of the room before he turned off my light, he goes, make sure when that clock goes off in the morning, boy, you wake up and you don't miss a bus. If you don't get up for it, you're going to be in trouble. You hear me, boy? And with that, he turned out my light and closed my door. And I roll over and I start contemplating those last words. Make sure you wake up and don't miss that bus. My dad had no qualms about busting my ass from a very early age, so even though I was only five, I knew there was an ass whooping in it for me if I messed this up. I laid there staring at those ominous red lighted numbers on the clock and thought about what it would mean if something happened and the clock didn't go off. What if the power went out? What if dad set the clock wrong and it's just not going to go off and it's not going to be my fault? Do I check the clock to make sure it's right? Or what if he set the time right and I start messing with it and I screw it up and all these thoughts are racing through my little five-year-old brain with a bowl cut and everything and I fall asleep imagining what's going to happen to me if I don't wake up. And the next morning the clock goes off at 6am and I know it was 6am because there wasn't any mishap, there wasn't any trauma, I just got up. I put on clothes from my closet, I ate a bowl of cereal, I put on a coat and a hat and went to the bus stop. There was no sleeping through the alarm or any snoozing it a million times, I just got up. I was told to get up, and I did. Years later, I'm standing outside my 19-year-old son's room, hearing his cell phone alarm blaring after he snoozed it for the third time, and I think back to how I wanted to make sure he didn't have the same struggles that I did. So me and Nikki took some of the hits for him. We worked extra hard to make sure that he didn't have the same trials and tribulations we had. We weren't rich, but we weren't living off one bag of potatoes for a week poor like I was growing up. We wanted to make sure that he had shelter. He had a home base to come home to. He got that instead of the experiences that I did growing up. I was there to help more than I told him to walk it off. I still gave him lessons about life and I still instilled the good work ethic and all that. But I remember my dad's words. Make sure you get up. And when I woke up the next morning by that clock, I did. And then I think about Christopher waking up late to his clock. Did my empathy and my love for my son do him a disservice later on in life He's a good kid, he's smart, he's empathetic, ingenuitive, and overall he's a great person. And only time will tell if me actually helping him hurt him. But on this morning, I went ahead and let him sleep through his clock because I can't help him forever, right? Hey guys, welcome back to a show that remembers when there was only one girl in all of Smurf Village and how nobody really talked about the implications of that. Or as we like to call it, now that I'm older a show about how getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the exact same time. You can find us online. Go to now that I'm older.com. We're also on Facebook as well as Google play stitcher and iTunes. Please rate review and subscribe to the show. Anywhere you find us online, because that helps us out a lot. You can also find us on Twitter, Gmail and Instagram, but it's at NTIOPod. pod. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older. And if you give to us, we're going to give right back to you. You can also find us on Twitter with the hashtag PodernFamily. Now, Potter and Family is a family of podcasters that came together to cross-promote each other, spread the word about badass, independent podcasts, and create a family out of absolutely nothing. If you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag Potter and Family, you're going to find the Now We're Drunk podcast, the Wicked Pissa Show, and the Faux Fright podcast. And this week on episode 193, we discussed tons of stuff like fighting in middle school, fighting in high school, some of the scariest fights we were in, and some of the ones we saw. And we even discussed one of the most bizarre trailer parks we've ever been to. So check it out. We'll be right back.
0: Not too fun down there, is it? No. You see, your actions have consequences. When you oppress people, they rise up in a fiery anger. Go home. We're not like you. We're grown-ups, motherfucker. I don't buy that tough act. I'll take your cigarette and put it on your fucking eye, boy. <laughs> I'll start calling him boy and shit. Um,
1: if Didis Leary ever stepped up to me and tried to like really like. Do his whole angry attitude and stuff like that. I'd be like, dude, why don't we go ahead and just put all the jokes yeah. on hold and I'll see you after
0: this. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't even see him after this. It would be on TV. I I would be in so much trouble because they would have plenty of evidence. <laughs> right here's what are you doing here, sir? Shoving his hand up his fit up his ass. <laughs> Wait a minute. You wanna
1: shove Dennis Leary's hand up his, up own, his ass? own
0: ass. I'm gonna fist it with his own goddamn hand, little son of a bitch. That's an intro. Um, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? I don't want to imagine the humiliation you'd live with the rest of your life if somebody For beat you, some, up. If you ever, if you were ever in a moment with you and I. Let's just not take me out of the out of the picture here. Imagine getting beat up so bad that a man took your finger and put it in your own butt, and you had nothing, and there was nothing you could do to stop him. Oh my god! Dude. At that point, there's no coming back.
1: Ever. Oh no, that's that's one of those moments where you go get you a gun. You might as well and you go to
0: that dude's house. like gun, or go get your balls chopped off, and just go ahead and start crocheting.
1: Let me go ahead. Let me go ahead and be honest.
0: <laughs> I'm really into crocheting now. No matter how bad
1: I get beat up, no matter how bad it's on YouTube, I'm changing my hair color and fucking moving to Switzerland. But I am,
0: <laughs> but I am not. <laughs> but I am not chopping my balls off. Okay. <laughs> saw, that reminds me. Are you recording? I've been recording. I don't want to waste this. I saw a YouTube clip on Facebook. (laughs) Look and it was too black good kids in the hood, right? They're squaring up, but they're not fighting yet. And you don't notice it until this moment, but one kid gets frustrated and takes off his two <laughs> fake legs. <laughs> and then he beats up the other guy! <laughs> and I was like laughing, I'm dying laughing. And I'm like, you have to move <laughs> when well, you got beat up by the kid with no legs. That kid, he had to get a whole different like, fucking hood to live in. <laughs> He had to call the housing authority and be like, can't, I can't I can't live here no more. <laughs> you,
1: you can't. <laughs> you can't <I'll> stay there. <laughs> I w- when I was in high school, I was, um, I'd moved to uh, Osborne uh, high school district and stuff like that from South Cobb. And where South Cobb was, it was kind of starting to go through gentrification. So we had, you know, it was
0: a nice school with nice stuff. Is this like a long about way of saying you were racist in high school? No. Hold on. <laughs>
1: It was it was like a nice school over at South Cobb and everything like that. I moved over to Osborne, and it's legit the ghetto. Yeah. Compared to where I've lived before, Osborne was the ghetto. So I get there, and three days into it, there'd been a fight. The there'd been a fight brewing between this kid, Anthony, and some other kid. I can't remember the other guy's name. But I was in their science class, and this guy had bumped into Anthony. And Anthony's this dude who played safety for the football team. And he was like, that's okay. That's okay. I'm going to get you after this. I'm going to get you. And he had this, like, dead serious, like, look in his eye, like, you knew some shit was about to pop off. So we walk out. Did anybody stick their finger in their butt? (laughs) No, but we walk out (laughs) in the hallway, and immediately, Anthony, Anthony drops his backpack and just starts wailing on this dude like no questions asked the dude didn't square up or anything <laughs> anthony just took the fight to him so we're all just kind of watching and of course in high school everybody fucking forms up and <laughs> it's like fight fight it becomes the chant and shit he starts ramming this dude's head into a locker and, shit. <laughs> and he, people are like anthony it's over man and he drops the dude on the ground and is kicking him in the ribs going i say when it's over i say when it's over and i'm like oh my god dude this is where i go to high school now somebody's gonna get shot Holy shit! What's happening? You're such
0: a little bitch. <laughs> I'm not a bitch, dude. It You're was culture shock. Mm-hmm. Such a little bitch. <laughs> I'm not a bitch, dude.
1: So dude. Yeah, he kicked him in the ribs. No, dude, he was legit, like
0: assaulting yeah, I this guy. Know. I was there. <laughs> he I was, was assaulting I this was guy. Go, yeah, kick him in the ribs. <laughs> <laughs> we used to have this kid named Patrick. Shut up, bitch! That went to school with us, and he would just randomly beat the shit out of people too. We had a kid named Like it. like hard beatdowns, like they looked like MMA fights. Like he knew how to fight and he would bust you in your jaw and there wouldn't be shit you could do about it. We had this kid in uh in my middle t- school.
1: T- took it to the church. We had, yeah, people would always meet up at the church and be like oh shit dude, it's about to go down
0: because in a brain you think once you leave school property you're immune <laughs> to
1: they law they can't control you you
0: don't know that it just means the police come and you go to jail <laughs> yeah you don't get suspended
1: or expelled you just fucking go to jail you get an assault charge <laughs> we had this one kid in um in my middle school when I lived still lived in Villarica that, um, his name was Ryan and he was, he was the kid who'd failed like three times. <laughs> so like, he was driving. They should to have like a separate school for those
0: kids. Cause they are way too big to be with the other kids.
1: So he was like dumb as fuck. And that's not pulling any punches. Like he it wasn't like a hard luck case. He lived failed
0: three times, Shane. You didn't really need to expand on the fact that he was dumb. We got He lived
1: in my trailer park and shit (laughs) like that. So he's one of those kids who's like stealing
0: hubcaps and shit like that. He lived in the great mud plains of Villarica as well.
1: He, He did. And the um he was one of these kind of kids who would get into fights and just beat the fuck out of other kids because he was angry. And I remember one day, uh, we were in gym and he had gotten into a fight. Like just pot, like somebody was playing basketball or some shit like that. And like the ball hit him and he just lost his shit and starts wailing on the sixth grader. See,
0: I was given carte blanche. My parents to cheat if I was ever in a fight I couldn't win. They're like, stab him. So, so the vice principal is
1: in the fucking gym when this shit pops off and Ryan starts wailing on this fucking like, you know, 14 or I like, hope uh, this is better than your last kid.
0: one where the guy just basically want to fight.
1: No, no. So the vice principal comes, hey, w- you w- comes, uh, comes over. I'm standing outside playing softball during like my gym time and I see Ryan come busting out of the door. He's got long hair and fucking jeans and Did a concert t shirt on. Hold on. I see the vice principal chasing ball, his edge. No, I totally wailed every time we played <laughs> softball. But the fucking <laughs> Ryan runs wow. out, running full speed. I see the vice principal chasing his ass. There's this big ass hill, and the vice principal's chasing him on a radio, going, "We got a runner! We got a runner! We got to get this kid!" <laughs> they had to chase this
0: motherfucker around the school grounds
1: all day. They locked us Our down. Our friend and Adam did that. Well, that was the day he uh, knocked all the books off some teachers.
0: <laughs> he desk. jumped on her desk. Were you in that class? Her name was. uh She was a bitch too. I had her for Brit Lit. I'm trying to remember her name, Miss. I think it was Miss English or something. But she taught lit, and, yeah, he kicked <laughs> – he jumped on her desk and kicked over the vocab. Our vocabulary books were little paperback books back then. It was then. the last day of school.
1: That's what it, it was. It wasn't t- the last day of school. Was it not the last it day of not, not at all.
0: I thought, they were, I thought it was – I didn't think <laughs> it's it was like the last books. day. It was vocab books for sure. I, it was in my grade. I know. So this, this is typical you. Uh, let me inject some wrong facts into your story that you have to correct. No, it was vocabulary books, and they were little it, paperback books. It doesn't feel like they were vocabulary books, though. I'm glad you have feelings. You focus on those for the next few minutes, okay? And I'll get us through this. So so she has a stack of vocabulary books. She had to fill them out and turn them in. They were little paperbacks. That's why they were paperbacks, because you actually were supposed to write in them. Right. So she got all the vocabulary books. And she and Adam didn't give a shit about school anyway. Adam never followed the rules. And he was always disruptive. <laughs> so something happened. I was in the class. She told him to do something. He said no. It escalated to the point where he jumped on her desk. Standing on her desk, he didn't knock the books over, he kicked the books over and then took off. So, they've got all the vice principals running through the school, and Adam's wiry as fuck, dude. You're not gonna catch Adam if he's uh in dodge mode. If you guys have ever watched any of those shows on
1: like the History Channel where they got those swamp people, if Adam was in a swamp, I could see that being he was like the
0: urban decay swamp guy.
1: <laughs> he was like the, the, the this kid that like you could put him in any situation and he would survive he just he he was one of those guys that like he found himself in a trailer park where like pap- people around him's houses were burned there was burned a guy down. named
0: hot rod that regularly burned down other people's trailers exactly and he lived in this neighborhood there he, was an old tennis court where they shot each other <laughs> that was where you went to shoot each other.
1: Whereas the school kids from Osborne would go to the <laughs> church to fight. They would go to a tennis cart and shoot. It was all
0: good trailer park. It was the best name ever for that trailer park. Dude, I remember you would pull in to take Adam home and no matter who was driving, as soon as you pull in that neighborhood, you heard click. <laughs>
1: it's all the doors We locked. would always, we, me and Kenny and me and Adam would do the all good uh, check. Everybody got the doors locked. Yeah. You'd be, you'd be like, all good, taking a right. You'd hear all the windows, windows roll up, rolling up, no matter how hot it was outside. Because legit, you would drive through all good trailer park, and This is not a joke. Hey, why is there a baby standing there? Just keep driving. Don't try. No, more, no there was a baby standing there and like naked. Yeah, I saw a naked baby do, more do we, than one time. Do we
0: need to do something? No, I man, that's a trap. What you <laughs> that? that baby's either bait or he's waiting on you.
1: Then you would see all different races of every type grilling outside. And some of them might've actually had food on the grill. Some of them might've just had a grill that didn't have anything on it, but they'd always (laughs) sitting around it as though it was some sort of shrine and you're driving through. Then you saw the random dudes who were just standing there and you knew they were drug dealers, but you didn't stop. Then you you saw
0: the naked tweakers running through and there were trees growing through some of the
1: trailers. There was people who were, there were some people who had no shirt on. A lot of guys with no shirts on. Um, a lot of people with uh, face tattoos. I saw quite a couple of. A lot face of the tattoos, tattoos
0: had probably been made
1: in that trailer park. Um, it was one of the most. It was kind of. When- it's kind of like watching The Walking Dead. It just like stole all the joy out of your soul when you pulled in. And He's this is where Adam joy lived. Adam,
0: soul made me happy as fuck that I was leaving. <laughs> dropped him off. All right, I gotta go.
1: <laughs> Every time you drove out of Adam's neighborhood, you drove a little faster to try to get the fuck out of there because it was just one of those places where you were like, dude, if we open the doors, this is going to be like one of those horror movies where we
0: nobody ever hears <laughs> from us again. We're just going to be
1: lost here for uh, the rest of our
0: lives. Let me ask you a, you a just question. just kind of slow down. You don't really stop so you can get out. Oh, no, 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 no. He, but he, anyway, right, he's running through the school. <laughs> Adam's running through the school. And Adam's parents are both cops. So he really has a problem with authority. So they're trying, they finally catch him. One of the assistant principals took him home in their car, (laughs) drove him home because they were that done with him that day. I
1: remember this uh, period because uh, he was so pissed. He didn't even answer his phone for like three days. He wouldn't talk to anybody. (laughs) He was so fucking mad that he had gotten driven home and shit. He was pissed.
0: Oh man. He says he set his dresser on fire once (laughs) by accident. He fell asleep with a candle lit. That that's not really as outlawish, as, you know. It was funny, though. <laughs> it was right <laughs> after me and him got our tattoos. Um, have you ever gotten into a fight where you lost? Are we talking about outside of my dad beating my ass because I thought I could step? Or are we counting those? I mean, we, we're we counting those as well. Because, I mean, it, I think I that's think, a moment where, like. I don't think those count because I think you're supposed to lose fights to your dad. That's part of growing up. I think there's supposed to be that tipping point, though, when you finally square up. And it's like that
1: scene from fucking Die Hard. Or you finally hard. just
0: stop. <laughs> and you're like, this is just dumb. I'm just moving out. <laughs> I, got, I got a feeling that if I ever got in a fight with my dad, I'd probably get stabbed. Probably. <laughs> I was gonna say, don't do this. I know. I see the little twinkle in your eyes over there. Don't think because no. you're bigger than him and probably he's old and crippled. No, no, don't think no. that it's a good idea. It's not. He's going to shake you with a plastic
1: spoon. My dad has been in jail for so many years. He, he knows and has seen things. That would would change my perspective on the entire human You're gonna race. You're going to have
0: enough to worry about when he gets out of jail. <laughs> so getting in a fight with my dad is not on the priority list at all. I'm just letting you know right now, if he ever tries to fight me, I'm shooting him. <laughs> just letting you know. Um I ain't getting shaked with no goddamn toothbrush.
1: Have I ever told you about the, uh, the fight I got into where I got uh, my ass kicked after a field trip?
0: Oh no. <laughs> I'm trying to legitimately think. I mean, there were times where like David and everybody else teamed up on me while I was drunk because I, I got out of hand. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember most of those. And Can't that doesn't really count because that was really more just trying to keep me from getting us all arrested.
1: That was Typically, that was a lot of cheap vodka fucking uh, drunks oh, and yeah. shit like that. It was that.
0: always cheap vodka drunk. And it cheap was always- vodka drunk,
1: Jaeger drunk. That You were you were a shit. And now scotch drunk, Kenny, is not nearly as bad. Usually you just go to sleep. Yeah, it's,
0: I'm an adult. <laughs> <laughs> but beer drunk, Kenny. 16-year-old Kenny did not have any tolerance. Jaeger drunk, Kenny. Oh, God. Canadian Miss Kenny. Oh, God. River dancing Kenny was not cool. Um, y'all so, thought it was funny. I didn't. I woke up feeling really sore. My, why do my ankles hurt? <laughs> Cause you river dance for four hours, you jackass. I don't know how to river dance. Yes, you do. <laughs> oh, you totally do, sir.
1: So I don't know if you've been a part of anything like this, but you know it's a fun night when you wake up sore from a long night of river dancing and you literally have absolutely no idea how to river dance in the first place. Next up, we run to a quick promo break, but when we get back, we wrap up the show talking about a fight that I lost and, of course, some more fights that Kenny won. So check it out. We'll be right back.
0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We'll get you back to your podcasty goodness now in a minute. First, we'd like to take a second to tell you about our marginally better podcast, The 365 Flex Podcast. I am the Scottish weed and whore, Chris. And I am the pissy ex-video Clerk Kev. And we bring you the latest movie and TV news, reviews and rants. All that and a bunch of top fives that you really will not care about. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Libsyn and all other third-party podcasting apps and on top of all that you'll get free access to our indie talk you'll hear us speaking with directors producers actors comic book creators and artists about their experiences don't forget to drop us five stars and follow us on the facebook's and the twitters told him not to go in the water is anyone else here trying to earn money for college
1: your mom goes to college have you ever wished you could get extra now that i'm older Well, now you're in luck, because if you go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older, sign up to the $10 level, you'll be able to hear Patreon-exclusive content with stuff just like this. Why would you have fetuses as toys? In what sort of Russian nightmare cartoon do you have fetuses as toys? Kenny hates little children. Kenny hates happiness. Especially children. Kenny hates pretty much everything.
0: I hate happiness. I just hate other people's happiness. I just, I know we're not supposed to get political on Now That I'm Older, but what the fuck is going on?
1: So go to patreon.com slash Now That I'm Older, sign up to the $10 level, and you'll be able to check out our Patreon exclusives every single time we drop one.
0: Wait a minute, I'm a reasonable guy, but I've just experienced some very unreasonable things. The Dark Dragon's in since days of old, has told the tales of heroes bold. When darkness swept across the land, our players formed a merry band. The Scales of Justice was their name, to save the world and seek their fame. Join us in the adventure with Tales from the Dark Dragon's Inn at tftddi.co.uk. That's tftddi.co.uk. Meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom...
1: Um... So I had this, uh, this field trip I went on one time where we went to, um, it was Garrett Middle School and we went to like some Civil War battlegrounds or some shit. And, uh, we get out to the, uh, black or white kid. Hold on. I'm getting there. No, no, no. No, no, no. The, I'm going to tell you because it all works into the story. So we get out there. Shane got um, beat up
0: for being a racist. No, I didn't get. Read- well, that's exactly
1: <laughs> why I got beat up, but I didn't do what they said I did. Okay. Um,
0: I knew it. So cases are looking good for you. Sir. <laughs> so we get out there and
1: um something, you know, we're looking at the the fucking shit and the tour guides telling us about all the civil war shit. And suddenly I see these kids start whispering and shit next to me and they're pointing at me and shit. And I'm like, oh, what's going on guys? <laughs> like, dude, you didn't know Andre heard about what you said about him. And I'm like, what did I say about him? I've never even met this kid. <laughs> I've never spoken to this kid. I've never spoken of this kid. I've never talked about him. I didn't even know this kid existed other than the fact that he was in my eighth grade class. So they say, he knows you called him the N-word. He knows you did. And I'm like, I don't even know him. How does he know that? And they're like, it doesn't matter, dude. He knows. So Andre is not bigger than me or anything like that. Andre's about my size and shit. But he starts like giving me these eyes like he wants to whoop my ass. So I walk over to him. I'm like, Andre, I don't even know you, dude. I didn't say anything about you. He's like, nah, man. I heard what you fucking said. I heard what you said. I know what you did. I'm like, dude, I didn't say shit about you. So I go ahead, go about my business. I ignore him and shit like that. He's still giving me the eyes the whole day. So we get on the bus to go home from the fucking, uh, museum and shit. And I get off the bus. Like I bet you went fine. to
0: the museum right over the, right down the street where they have the airplane and then all the. The, uh, Civil War monuments. Yeah. I'll do it's them. A, right by the, uh, by Cheatham Hill Road. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's right by where I live. That's where, cause Cobb County has cheap ass field trips. All these other friends at work tell me about the tr- field trips they had as kids. They were going to different states and shit. And I'm like, dude, we never left Cobb County. We would go to the Center for Puppetry Arts every That's, now and then. then we, there was this one children's museum next to, next to a big Civil War monument. That's what Shane's talking about. We uh, you have to go through it and they give you l- little parts. <laughs> you read along every night. All of a sudden, you're General Jackson or some bullshit. <laughs> and they teach us about the rich history of the Confederacy. And I know you're South. not supposed to touch anything. Trust me. They get really pissy. Oh, yeah. If you
1: try to grab anything or like, look, I could grab this pistol. Like, Don't, stop touching that. So we go to the fucking field trip. We leave. I'm in the very front of the bus. And Andre's looking at me the whole time, giving me these eyes that say, dude, I'm going to fucking kill you. And he keeps looking at me like, I'm going to buff dress when off the bus. I'm still like, dude, it's, it's fine. I'm not going to tell or anything like that. I'm just going to get off the bus. I'm going to go home. Everything should be fine. It's the end of the day. I get off the bus. Kid was in the uh, in the back of the bus. So I get off and I'm walking away. And I feel this uh, touch on my shoulder. And I turn around and just bam. Pussy. You should have been ready. No, dude. He hits me
0: with everything no, he had. No, you should have done a Turn around with a gut shot. Because if somebody tells you you're going to whoop their ass, you need to believe them. I, Let I that be just, a lesson to you kids at home. Take a note. Learn from Shane Zell. <laughs> dude I didn't take an L I got you, my, I got no, jumped you, you took it an L dude. right there you should have never had your back to that dude if somebody tells me they're gonna whip my ass I know where they are
1: okay let me just explain to you okay that Shane was not combat ready that Shane like grew that. up
0: with Dennis that Shane should have been Okay, that's a good
1: point. Honestly, <laughs> I got to be honest. I
0: mean, who do you think I learned to fight from? Not my fucking Dotsons. It was my dad. I didn't trust that motherfucker when he was mad. <laughs> See, I hadn't
1: fought my dad at that point yet. Me and my dad had never but squared up. He fought up.
0: you. <laughs> he fought your ass with that belt. Yeah, dude. He so did. you knew when that belt got picked up to keep your eyes on it, didn't you? Yeah, dude. See? You should have applied this in your forward living. The worst part. I'm trying about to help get, you here, man. The worst
1: part about getting in a fight at school is not about getting in the fight. The worst part about getting in a fight is having to go back to school after everybody knows you got your
0: ass kicked. Oh, yeah. We'll set I have ever experience <laughs> So I have a follow-up story that's similar.
1: How is your story similar to having the feeling was, of having to be the kid who got your ass It wasn't
0: school? a school uh, field trip, and it was after getting off the bus. And I didn't get my ass whooped, but some other kid insisted on fighting me for some shit I didn't do.
1: And it's another story where you beat the kid up.
0: When I lived in Mallard Cove where we had the basement role playing, <laughs> There were a group of kids. I was one of the older kids.
1: Let me just step in and say, Kenny's uh, name is Kennard, which is uh, also means duck. And he lived in Mallard Cove. I just want to throw that out there.
0: The universe is a strange place. <laughs> it also means airplane park. <laughs> so we had basement role playing. So we're, no, this, it had nothing to do with you guys. So this is, I'm the only white kid in our age group. And then there's a, a one black kid who's gay. Doesn't – not out yet, but he fucked our football team, actually. So you know who he is. You know. <laughs> it's, fine. it's fine. I get it. There was an Asian kid. I can't remember if they were Japanese or Chinese. But it never really came up because, you know, kids don't think about that kind of shit. Benson was his name. <laughs> Benson, son yeah. wasn't it? And then there was um, a lady who lived in the neighborhood. It had always been really cool. That was basically it. Those were those three kids. It was Joseph and Jamal were the black kids lived across the street from me. And my brother and Joseph were friends because they were like six, and I'm like 10, 11. Jamal's like 10. So those me and Jamal lived there. And then Benson lived over on the other spur of the, su- the subdivision. And then uh, two new groups moved in. <clears throat> One group was a brother and sister. The brother was in high school, so he was older. Is the kid like, who tried to, kid. to organize you guys into gangs and shit? Yeah, like, he, to was, fight, to he wanted you guys Yeah, you we sons? were and we believed all his bullshit. As an adult, you'd be like this motherfucker. <laughs> First of all, you, you're shorter. Than, you're like four foot ten. Calm down. What stabbed him? His guys. name was Snapper. Sna- I remember Snapper, Snapper from a previous story. So Snapper got in the where we were all starting to square up. We know it was for fighting before this, and then a kid named Greg moved in. His aunt had lived in the neighborhood forever, and she was cool with everybody. Everybody knew her as Miss Cheryl. And Greg moved in. He's another black kid, but he's from like the inner city up north. And he was just bad, news. He was just trouble. But not even like good trouble. He was like an idiot that got in trouble all the time. Kind of like a Paul. Okay. So he had uh, – I told a story about him recently in one of our podcasts where he had stole the sodas. And, and then I called you. him out. And he didn't know his aunt was listening from outside the window. <laughs> I thought right. that was a great story. It had nothing to do with that, though. He was just a bitch that time, too. But uh I made fun of him on the bus. And I most of the kids on my bus were black kids. And he got laughed at by everybody on the bus. And he was like, he was from, uh, apparently up north, racism is different. It's not less. It's just different. Like it's more seg- self segregated. Like down south, we still like, we, even the racist people are still polite in public to black people. Right. You don't talk to black and white. They don't intermix up north, apparently in racist areas. He was like from Philly or something. White, weird. Are, white It's weird. that's why gentrification is a bigger issue up there. But anyway. So he's, he gets mad embarrassed that all these black kids are laughing at him because a white guy's making fun of him. And I got jokes, so you're going to get made fun of on the but I grew up with these black kids. <laughs> I can talk shit. Right. As everybody who listens to our podcast knows. So he gets all mad, and he's like in sixth grade. I'm like in eighth grade, and I'm way bigger than Greg. And Greg's kind of a bitch. We've all kind of figured out that he's like a spoiled little brat. So none of us really respect him at this point. Yeah, I, there was plenty of
1: kids in uh in our class that really. But
0: like, he had that. I'm from up north. I'm from the real city, so I'm a tough guy. We were all like, okay.
1: <laughs> it's funny you say that shit because he kind of when you're talking about that, it reminds me of Paul because Paul was from Florida and he, he would always be like, like, oh yeah, he acted well, like Florida was the shit. Well, not just that, he would talk about how like he had whooped all these people's ass in Florida. Like apparently he had like a 47 and 0 cage fighting <laughs> yeah. record in Florida. Yeah, compared kind of to deal. like compared to like. And he would get up here and somebody would step to Paul and he would like shrivel up like a little turtle and be like, no guys, I don't
0: want want to fight or anything like that. we get off the bus at our bus stop. We have to actually walk through some woods. They let us off, not in our subdivision, but like a street up. And technically we're supposed to walk down and make a big U back in the subdivision, but there was a trail. We all took the trail through the woods. And my subdivision was a big Y. You had one entrance and it split into two little uh, cul-de-sacs. Right. And whenever some shit was going to go down, where the heart of that Y was, where the little arrow part is, that yard, is a, it was like an empty lot. So there's was, it was a big triangular-shaped lot. So that's where shit went down and shit was going to go down. Right. Plus, that's where the one group always divided to go either your spur or our spur. So that's where, all right, you want to fight, we'll fight at the triangle. So so I'm still making jokes. Like, I don't give a fuck. I'm like, whatever. I'm going to beat Greg's ass after school. I mean, I don't know why he wants to get beat up, but we all know Greg can't fight. Like, he, he's the kind of kid that would fall when we're playing football and cry. I hate those kind so, of So Right. So none of us respected Greg. So, and his name was Greg. <laughs> so we get to the circle, and he's all blah, blah, blah. He's talking all his shit, and he throws down his backpack. And uh, we square up. And, you know, most people that don't know how to fight, they start throwing these wild hooks and haymakers. Well, I usually start with a jab and crosses. I mean, it's just, you, they're easier to throw and you don't get tired. And plus, you don't have to hit a nigga hard in the eye to make him get fucked up. You hit somebody in the eye a few times, they're like, hey, I don't know if this fighting shit's as good idea as I thought it was. <laughs> so I throw a, a little quick one-two, just a left jab and a, really not even throwing the left to do anything, just to kind of catch his attention. And I dot his eye with my right, which is a cross, which is a straight. Yeah. For those who don't know, a hook is when you throw out to the side and you really clobber a motherfucker. But you <laughs> don't start with those at all. So I jab his right, his eye, and it immediately goes, roop, and swells up. And he's got a big knot on his eyebrow. <laughs> And at this point, I'm like, okay, well, just little half steps to the right. You <laughs> no longer can, because all right, for those of you who you don't know how to fight, if, the, if their left eye is swollen up, you move to your right. They can't see you. Plus, it sets you up for the the hook that I just mentioned on that eye. So you're throwing jabs as you move right. You throw. Former heavyweight champion, Ken Baldwin. I'm not a heavyweight champion. I usually had to fight people smaller than me. It's just a consequence of where I live. It's not like so, I was a bully. So
1: you, you bought or you, so you
0: uh, basically I jabbed him in his eyes full up to where he couldn't see and he's, he's not talking as much shit, but he's still talking shit. So I'm like, I could just hit him. <laughs> and make him cry and quit, or I could just keep jabbing him in <laughs> that like, eye, <laughs> in that eye until it opens. His eye was all swollen up like a gourd. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. His auntie came out and got him. Didn't even yell at me. Didn't have a word to say to me. Just basically was like, Greg, you're getting beat up. Come, <laughs> stop fighting and come in the house. You're loose. <laughs> People are laughing at you, Greg. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. And then we went and played uh Space Toads.
1: I remember Battle Toads, Battle Battle yeah. yeah Toads is awesome. That
0: game was fun as hell on Nintendo. Um, I don't have
1: I honestly don't have a whole lot of fighting stories. There wasn't a whole lot of fighting in my neighborhood. I was honestly the peacekeeper. And the whole time. Like my brother used me as the equalizer anytime he would piss I off. I was really six,
0: scared of a fight at that, that same time period. Well, see, my brother would get in. Like
1: he wouldn't get in fights. He would piss off like six to eight other kids, and they would all want to beat him up, just like, like he did us. <laughs> like they were the NWO, they would want to whoop his ass. Well, and that's what
0: like, we had to. We did the same thing to him. He'd it be, be like, like wait, "Wait, wait, level. wait, wait,
1: wait! I'm gonna go get my brother." And you guys have all seen my brother, okay? You were his enforcer six years, and he would like negotiate. He's six years <laughs> older than us guys. Six uh, years older. So at this time, Stephen is like seven, six, seven somewhere in there. When he would do this kind of shit, I so I hope, hope
0: we're going somewhere with this because it's just
1: meandering. No, it's not just meandering, dude. He <laughs> would you. So anytime I would come around, I'd be like, guys, you really don't need to try and beat uh, Stephen up because if you do beat Stephen up, then I'm gonna have to beat you guys up. I don't want to beat you guys up. I'm six years older than you guys. So See, my brother would have got
0: his ass what for using me. I trained my brother. I trained your brother, too. He toughened up after I got a hold of him. He was plenty tough. I
1: mean, he put a kid's eye out with a railroad spike, okay? That was
0: after he met me. That was not after he met you. No,
1: it wasn't. It was in the trailer park. We had no idea. No, it was at the red apartments. Nope, it was not. Well, he shot a kid with a BB gun at the
0: red apartments. He did shoot a kid with a
1: BB gun. (laughs) But before that, he put a kid's eye out.
0: I modernized his weaponry.
1: For anybody who doesn't know the story, we told it, I think, on episode two or some shit like that. Steven had had one of these moments where he had – get this is where I was going originally with the whole thing about him using me as the enforcer. He would piss these kids off, then bring me in. They'd be like,
0: no, it's fine, man. We'll just go to playing again. It's cool. Let's all play G.I. Joe's. You already told this. Go to the next step. So <laughs> You don't have to recap what you just said a minute ago. So finally, these kids
1: get the point where they're like, okay, so we know Shane gets off the bus at three. And we know Steven gets off the bus at two. So we have that golden hour (laughs) where we're going to catch his ass when he's sitting around. So eight of them decide to get around Stephen. And we live in one of those trailer parks where they basically just cut all the fucking trees down and then dump
0: trailers on top of some red dirt. Stephen threw a spike and hit one of the kids and popped his eye out. Shane's going to take 34 minutes to get to this part of the story. And I'm going to save you folks that long meandering tale. He's watching these podcasts on how to tell stories and shit. It's just horrible. But anyway, yeah, Stephen threw a railroad spike and knocked the kid's eye out. We did a whole episode on this. You don't have to give the long version. <laughs> Shane's looking at me a lot like Greg looked today, right before we got off the bus. <laughs> yeah, you go ahead and try out that other one, too. So anyway, back to the good story. <laughs> after, I, after I got into a fight with Greg, Snapper, the high school kid, decided that we all had to start squaring up against each other. And that's when I learned I was good at fighting because I was scared to death of Snapper, even though he's littler than me. Because back then you're taught, high school kid, you're a middle school kid. Oh, it's so it was it's a like social a to- class. It's like being a fucking heavyweight versus a lightweight. This is scary. And I remember he finally we, we had to square up, and he threw a punch and it hit me and it just didn't do nothing. <laughs> like I was like, huh? I thought guy people make getting hit in the face way worse than that. It's not that bad at all. And as a matter of fact, if they hit me in the face (laughs) and that's when I hit him and he was like, okay, next boring person.
1: That's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, i Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. We got a million more guys. Uh, I think we're gonna wrap this one up for the night. No. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean you don't want to wrap the
0: thing up? We're not we can't wrap up a podcast I'm not on that on. It doesn't make any sense. And now, folks, it's time for Who Do You Trust? Hubba, 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 money, money, money. Who do you trust? Me? I'm giving away free money. And where is the Batman? He's at home! home. Washing Washing his (laughs) tights!